That is not true. 157. 157. That was pretty close. Our, la- our last one was a newbie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, many people have asked, is newbie coming back? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. Uh, if, if people don't know, um, R- Rooster Teeth um, had a lot of bullshit about, like, mistreating employees and specifically like targeting harassment toward trans employees and um i'm working through a lot of feelings about it don't know don't know what the status of newbie is right now anyway let's talk about anything lighter than that psyops the mind gate conspiracy oh oh we could talk about psyops the mind gate conspiracy i've never played it but i i don't even own it but i do own a copy of geist for the gamecube while you're looking at things that are in our apartment, uh-huh. I do want to say for the listeners, it is radiator season in the city of Chicago, so I have done my best to shut up our radiators, but I do hear it faintly whistling over there. I think that will stop That's soon. the one in the bathroom. Oh, is it the one in the bathroom? Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't think the mic will pick that up, and <clears throat> even if it does, I think the noise reduction will get to it, but if there is a little bit of whistling, I apologize. I don't. <laughs> um, anyway... Um, tell me about Geist. I don't know. I bought it. <laughs> I I saw it in magazines in like 2004 when I first got my Electronic Gaming Monthly magazines. Was that your uh, <clears throat> gaming magazine of choice back in those days? I mean, that was the one that I bought when I wanted it. I didn't have a subscription to it. I had a subscription to Game Informer because, of course, I did. Mm-hmm. I never had a subscription to Game Informer, but I... Coffee's... Coffee's... Copies of Game Informer often ended up uh, in my position. I had friends with Game Informer subscriptions, so I would borrow theirs, or I'd go to GameStop and get, like, the latest issue. Oh, I had the GameStop card. Yeah. Which my, comes with the Game Informer. My mom did not want to get a GameStop card back in those days, so. Um, <clears throat> I thought guys sounded cool, then I never had it, and then I bought it recently just to have it, even though I don't have a GameCube. I have a GameCube in this trunk, I think. Yeah. I'd rather just... I mean, Two of those GameCube games are mine. The The Steam Deck plays GameCube games just fine, from what I can tell. I was thinking... Last night, I was thinking, I kind of want to play a new, like, JRPG, and ended up booting up 
Breath of the Wild instead because I didn't really want to move um, ROMs over to the Steam Deck. And then I thought, you know what ROM is already on the Steam Deck? Metroid Prime 2. I've never played that game. I really want to. Both of the Wii games we own are mine, and two of the GameCube games are mine. I don't see the Wii, Wii games, but one of those is Metroid Prime Trilogy, right? Well, yeah, Metroid there Prime it is. Metroid Prime Trilogy and Sin and Punishment Star Successor are both mine. Yeah, that's a really Nora-ass collection of Wii games. Wow. I'm just saying that if you were going to own two Wii games, Metroid Prime Trilogy and Random-ass Shooter, <laughs> sounds about right. I, I'm surprised it's not Dead Space Extraction. That's the name of it, right? Do you remember when people touted the conduit as proof that the Wii could have first-person shooters just as good as anyone else? I do remember this. Did you ever play the conduit? No. Did you ever know anybody who played the conduit? Did I? I, I, I'm sure I've told you this. So, you remember when the Wii came out and no one could get their hands on it and everybody Mm -hmm. wanted it. And there was like lines and shit. My mom, God bless her heart, on her birthday in 2007, goes to Target to stand in a line at like 6 a.m. for me. Um, what were you doing at Target? No, she goes... And why did so many people want you? <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, she goes to Target, she stands in the line for hours, gets the Wii. Uh, a couple days later, I was so excited. I got, I got Monkey Ball terrible edition on the Wii. I got Red Steel, terrible game. I people got People love Red Steel. I got Twilight Princess. I think those were the three games. I guess people love Red Steel 2. People love Red Steel 2. Those were the three games I got for the Wii. It was Twilight Princess, Monkey Ball, and Red Steel. Two of those are dog shit. One of those is good. My mom, a couple day I I have the Wii. I I'm playing it. I'm loving it. Obviously, I also have Wii Sports. Played a lot of Wee bowling. About a week later, my mom goes out of town. She goes to Hawaii to get married. She comes back. Or did she go to Vegas to get married? I don't remember. What an interesting picture you're painting of your life for everyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, she, she, she'd been seeing my stepdad for long enough. It had been like almost 10 years at that point. Enough that I thought of him as my stepdad, even though he was not married to my mom yet. Um, So she goes off to get married to him, comes back, someone has broken into our home and stolen the Wii. And basically nothing else. Stole, like, the Wii, a laptop, and then all, like, we, it was 2007, so we didn't, like... All our TVs were cheap, shitty, like, CRTs, Mm -hmm. and I think he was hoping to break in and get, like, a, you know, a flat screen. So he just took the Wii and a laptop, and that's it. Uh, And that that was the end of my experience owning a Wii. (laughs) I picked up a Wii a couple years late, but I definitely remember trading in my GameCube to get it, and all of my games. Well, that's a mistake, because you could play all those games on... Yeah, well... I was done. I had many Wii games. I had Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. I had uh, Metroid Other M. I had I know you Castlevania love Judgment. I know you love that one. I had... Um, I never... <clears throat> oh, 
I never played Twilight Princess on the Wii. I played the real version. Um, I remembered the rest of that story. So it was that my mom went to Vegas that November to get married. And then a couple months later, she goes to Hawaii. And while she was in Hawaii, was found out from her doctor that she had cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a rough year. <laughs> Real highs and lows <laughs> around that time. <laughs> what other Wii games did I have? Oh, I had... Sin and Punishment. Star I, successor. Not when I owned a Wii. <laughs> did you have Dead Space Extraction? I would be no. uh, weird. Uh, weird. Why? I just would expect that you would own the Dead Space Wii spinoff. Why would you expect that of me? Because you like Dead Space, and you like weird spinoffs. Those are two different eras of my life. Sure, but I just assumed they would overlap. I don't know. I don't know the eras of your life so intimately that I could assume you didn't own Dead Space Extraction. Wii I, games. I googled Wii games. Did you get Wii Sports Resort, or are you just stuck with Wii Sports? I didn't have that either, because I bought it used. Oh. You're accepting uh, cookies from NintendoLife.com now, by the way. Okay, that's fine. I played lots of Mario Kart Wii in Germany, but I didn't own it, ever. You were never uh, an RE4 person, right? No. Or Resi 4 for our British listeners. Also, people in Texas called it Resi 4. I picked up calling it Resi 4 because I hung out on a forum with um, a bunch of British people, and I, I do think that Resi is a better abbreviation of it than RE, However, Remake is the best abbreviation for any video game of all time. Uh, Brawl, obviously. I remember checking yeah. the dojo every day yeah. before yeah. that game came out. Yeah. Uh, you must recover. You must. You were never an Animal Crossing person. I doubt you were a Sonic Unleashed person. No, and I certainly wasn't a GoldenEye 007 Wii version person. I never got into Skyward Sword because by the time... Uh, that was a later Wii game, right? It's 2011. Okay, yeah. Lego Star Wars I did play, but on the GameCube. Oh, you know what else I got that first week was Spider-Man 3 because I was a huge fan of Spider-Man 2 for GameCube. Um, and so I got Spider-Man 3. That game was a fucking letdown. <laughs> I did play Muramasa. I think I rented it once, but I ended up playing more of it on the Vita years later. Mm-hmm. I uh, never finished it, though. Uh, okay, page 2 of 11. Let's see. I'd really like to play Epic Yarn one of these days. I'd like to play Epic Mickey one of these days. Yeah, that sounds like you. They've ported that now to other stuff, right? No, only the second one. Oh, only the second one. Because the second one wasn't a Wii game. Right. I remember Sonic Colors coming out and everyone being like, Oh, they did it! They made a good Sonic game! And then no one talked about it again for like 10 years. This is... This this is what Sonic... People joke about the Sonic cycle of, ooh, maybe they're going to make a good one this time. Oh, I was disappointed or whatever. Metroid Other M. I, I was really into that one. The actual Sonic cycle is everybody says, oh, this time they fixed it. And then the next time the game comes out, everybody's like, oh, it was bad last time, but this time they're going to fix it. Uh, after the last Airbender, I played on the, D on the DS, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Game Boy? I don't remember. I remember playing Avatar The Last Airbender on PS2. Because it was very similar to Gauntlet, Dark Legacy, and Shrek 2. That was just like a genre. You mean an action game? Yeah, but like there With was... platforming elements in minigames. Yeah, and like four-player co-op. 
that you almost certainly never did, except you did do two-player co-op a good amount, was my experience. I played a lot of Shrek 2 over a weekend with my uh, brother and sister when I was visiting them once. Or we were all visiting our dad once. I was an only child, so I did not have Avatar or Shrek 2 or Gauntlet Dark Legacy, but I had friends who had siblings, and so I would go there and play. No More Heroes, I played a little bit of. I think that game sucks. Yeah, that sounds like a you opinion. I'm not even saying that as a derogatory thing. I have zero opinion on No More Heroes. I just, if you asked me to guess how you would feel about No More Heroes, it seems antithetical to all things Nora likes. I mean, as a game, it sucks. Aesthetically, it's like, whatever. I don't really care. Um, But I tried playing it and had a bad time, and I was like, this sucks. This isn't fun. Were you a trauma center person at all? No. Okay. Well, not the video game. I was kind. Of, I was a bit of a trauma center myself. <laughs> There's the conduit, conduit two, deadly creatures, Mickey power of two, cooking mama. There's this well might be running ri- real dry by page three of the list of Wii games. Okami, Pikmin, Need for Speed, Hot for Speed. I bet that's a bad port of Need, Need for, for Speed, Speed, Hot for Speed. <laughs> Need for Speed, Hot for Speed. I bet that's a bad port of it. Red Steel. I have friends who swear by, I played Rayman Raving Rabbits a lot at friends' houses because we all were in agreement that Rabbids was like a better version of Mario Party. I did play Star Wars Force Unleashed 2 on the Wii, which is a different game from the normal Star Wars Force Unleashed 2, uh, a little bit. Um, Call of Duty 3. I did not play, I did not play, um... WarioWare Smooth Moves, but when the Wii U came out, there was some WarioWare party game Mm -hmm. that me and a couple friends played a good amount of. It wasn't that good, but there were like, there was like six games you could play, and like two of them were a lot of fun, and oh yeah, Tales of Symphonia 2. Yeah, I played that one. I was very into that. Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, a classic. That's that how, one's a genuinely a classic. That's how I got into Kasher. Well, no, I'd seen the movie. Kasher. Um, but that's that's the reason that I was watching Space Knight Tekaman, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, genuinely just a classic. Shame you remember is Back like, to the Future, the video game? I do remember Back to the Future, the game. Damn. Deblob. 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 Dead Space Extraction, which I think is the is the one that looks like shit, right? I think it looks like shit. Um, yeah, this this well Guitar is Hero? this well is running real I dry. I wanted to play Klonoa, but I never did. I think I put it on the PS3 for you. Yeah, I played the original Klonoa on the PS3, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. But I always <laughs> wanted to play the Wii game. Oh, I was gonna say, I have friends who swear by the Wii versions of. Um, Pikmin 1 and 2, and maybe they're right, but having played Pikmin 1 on the GameCube, like, six times in my life, I think the controls on the GameCube are great. Disaster Day of Crisis, fantastic game to watch. You should definitely watch the uh, Super Best Friends playthrough of Disaster Day of Crisis. Is that channel still up? Yeah, that channel's on. Are they still friends? Some of them are friends with each other. They have notably split into two groups. How about Matt and Pat? No, 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 no. Okay. Pat and Wooly hang out and do their weird bullshit. 
But Matt just does his own stuff now. Now, is Pat the one that's dating the Nazi? Last I heard. Okay. Hey, maybe he's broken up with her. Who knows? I doubt it. <laughs> he's, he's not the type to be big on big life changes. Mm. I've always really wanted to play Ivy the Kiwi. That game seems sick as hell. I thought you were going to say Heat Seeker by... <laughs> On the Wii by Codemasters. Ivy the Kiwi is a Wii and DS game uh, created by uh, directed by Yuji Naka, um, creator of Sonic. It just seems good. I played some Knight's Journey of Dreams at a friend's house. I liked that. Uh, I my friend that. hated I, it. I liked Knight's Into Dreams well enough. Project Hammer! You know why that says cover unavailable? Why? Didn't fucking come out. <laughs> you know about Project Hammer? I do not. What is Project Hammer? Project Hammer. It it was a Wii game, and it got canceled. But it was like um, it was like at E three or whatever, and it would have been this. Oh ex- wow. yeah, yeah, a very crunchy video. This two forty p video right now on IGN. Yeah, it look it's just this cool looking little action game where you have a big hammer, Project Hammer. I remember it coming up a lot when Revengeance came out because people, um, when Matt McMuscles from The Best mm-hmm. Friends kept saying that Revengeance looked like Project Hammer and everyone said, shut the fuck up about Project Hammer. <laughs> Do you remember this? No. But I wasn't. It, it I looks wasn't... pretty sick, though. That guy's got a hammer. He's running around. He's hitting cars with it. My heyday of watching uh, E3 was like two years after this, I want to say. The, the, (coughs) um, pardon me. What I really remember, I remember being into E3 like the year they announced the Wii U, um, which means that I probably would have been watching like a year or two before they announced the Wii U and a year or two after they announced the Wii U. That would have been like the five year stretch where I was really into watching E3 every year, you know? Because I remember seeing, I remember watching the Wii U announcement and being like, this sounds sick as hell. This sounds perfect. Um, and then it coming out and it looking kind of disappointing. So I never bought a Wii U because it kind of looked bad. And now, whatever, 10 years later, the Steam Deck is the machine that I actually wanted the Wii U to be all this time. (laughs) Developers began leaving the team around when the game became the cuter Wii Crush. Hmm. The developers reported that the senior staff fired Project Hammer's lead designer and did not take personal ownership of the project's faults. Nintendo of America conducted an internal review that showed the company's lowest morale score as the project was finally canceled in 2009. When was when was Weed Three? Was that twenty fifteen? When was Austin at, at Giant Bomb? Would have been twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Because he left at the end of that. So I would I would have been... left at the end of that week because it was on E three stream when he said that. And then twenty sixteen right, is when his first week at Giant Bomb was at E three, and then his last week at Giant mm. Bomb was at the following E three. So I probably I probably was watching E three through at least. 2017 like i would have watched one more giant bomb year after austin left um as we all did as we all did i mean giant bomb was still good maybe a year after austin left it was like it was after that that really like 
Like once Drew and Austin and Dan and like the the gradually leaving of everybody was what really killed it for me. I also played Alien Hominid. I think that was GameCube though. I played that on GameCube, yeah. I played that on fucking Newgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I had fucking a way in the Philosopher's PNG. I wish that I had a way of um <laughs> That doesn't make any sense to anybody except you, me, and Jackson. You remember Um, Manhunt 2? You remember the controversy about Manhunt 2? Vaguely. I remember remember Jack Thompson-esque, like, oh, they're corrupting our children. Uh, You know what I remember more than that is I remember watching, like, the the Yahtzee Croshaw video about um, Manhunt 2. There's so many of these Wii games that, like, I just remember the zero punctuations about. Because I only remember the Thor God of Thunder video game because of the quick look. There was like, before I got really into Giant Bomb. So let's see, I I started following Giant Bomb in, let's say, Austin joined in 2016, right? 2015. Or 2015, right. Okay, Austin joins 2015 and starts Waypoint at the end of 2016. Right, okay. So, in October 2016 is when the 72 hour live stream. So I, w- I started following Giant Bomb a little before Austin joined, but I when Austin joined is when I started really paying. Like when the Beast cast started, I was listening to that every single week, whereas before that I'd been like, oh, I'm going to listen to the Bombcast every now and then. So 2014, I got into Giant Bomb. Let's say like. 2012 i was into destructoid um and jim sterling stuff well that person goes by a different name now but i'll be goddamned if i know what it is um 2012 i was watching quick looks on giant bomb but i didn't know what a podcast was because i was living in germany and i was looking at it was like i would go to the place that had a computer and i would look at reddit and Mm. i would watch quick looks on youtube but i didn't know I don't even remember what Reddit's... I think I was just, like, the most base-level, like, Reddit, like, LOL or whatever, you know? I bet I, I bet I can I can trace this lineage much more cleanly. I can tell you exactly when I started and stopped watching um, Zero Punctuation. Um, going to the Wikipedia for Stephanie Sterling here... Um, um so I would have stopped watching um uh zero punctuation around 2014. <laughs> God, that's way too late. But probably from like 2009 to 2014, I was watching zero punctuation every fucking week. I, I thought that shit was so funny. Do you remember other things from the escapist like movie bob? Oh, I watched so much movie bob. Do you remember unskippable? Oh yeah. 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 I was a huge loading ready run person. I, I don't even remember who made that, but I I it was that was uh Graham Stark and Paul last name from Loading Ready Run. I, re- I remember because I thought that that Red Supply and Chip and Ironicus were all the same <laughs> duo. <laughs> I thought those were all the same duo. You just couldn't tell white men's voices apart? <laughs> well, they're they're distinct from each other, but in a way that is identical to the same two voices that are in the other three things I was watching. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, why is Wikipedia like full ass? I accidentally hit F11 while opening a new tab there. Anyway, Project Hammer. Project we, Hammer. What we're really here to talk it's about. It's an acronym, apparently. What do you think Project Hammer stood for? Um. God, I can't even. I was gonna try to hard jo- ass marine making emergency re- requisitions. I was gonna try to jokingly tell you what Hammer stands for in the Marvel universe, because much like there is Shield S H I L E. S-H-I-E-L-D. There is also sword and hammer. Um, and these definitely have real acronyms in the Marvel Universe, but I cannot tell you what they are anymore. Definitely could at one time in my life, but it's not there anymore. Hegel and Marx make erotic requests. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, this is totally unrelated. Uh-huh. I was going to talk about X-Men Destiny next, but please, go ahead. Uh, we watched two Tremors movies, and well, you uh, you watched three Tremors movies, I watched two. Yes. I watched... Now, somebody might listen to this and think, oh, Autumn wisely stopped watching before the third <laughs> one came on. No, quite No, no, no. <laughs> so, Monday... I'm at work, you are at home, I think you'd worked earlier in the day or something, and I was working a little later, and you're at home, you watch Tremors, starring Kevin Bacon. And other people. And other people. That movie seems fun, we could talk about that if you want. It's really good. It, what, what what made you want to start watching Tremors? I don't remember. What, you just, it was just I crossed I think I just remembered and... the word graboid. <laughs> <laughs> um... You showed me some clips from Tremors just before we started recording. Uh, I saw the trailer with you the other day. And the other thing is that Tremors 2 talks about Tremors so much that between seeing two clips, a trailer, and Tremors 2, I feel like I have seen Tremors, even though I have not. <laughs> there's a whole there's whole bits of it you haven't seen. You there's know, a lot of Tremors I that, haven't seen. That snot-nosed real estate guy from the third movie is a character from Tremors 1. I gathered that. There's a, there's a weird amount of continuity between the Tremors movies. How is that weird? It's a film franchise. Well, sure, but there's a lot of, like... Like... But you don't need it to watch the movie. No, 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 no. Because but, the movie's really about Big Gun. But, like, the Halloween series, or or something I have more direct experience with. Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 makes some references to the first movie. It acknowledges the existence of the first movie. But by and large, it is its own thing. New cast, um, like... Kind of fast and loose with, like, the rules of how Freddy Krueger kills people, you know? It, it's kind of its own separate media object. On the on the flip side, Tremors 2 is constantly talking about things that happen in Tremors. And Tremors 3 is constantly talking about things that happen in Tremors 1 and 2. <laughs> like, there is a there is a... And I think part of the reason for this is that, like, between... Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2. You get a new director, new writer, probably new producers, like a whole new creative staff that are just sort of like taking the first movie and trying to make like something cheap to to cash in on the success of the first movie. The Tremors franchise 
seems to largely have a lot of the same creative team <laughs> from one project to the next. Now, the creative team on Tremors 1 is not the same creative team on Tremors 7. But we do get the screenwriter uh, of the first movie who become, and becomes, um, who is like second credited for screenwriting in the second movie, and eventually the producer of the third movie, and did the story. And so the like gradually reducing role, you know. Yeah, the, the well, also the screenwriter of the first two movies is the director of the third movie. You know, like yes, like and and yeah, it's one not of the, one person, but it's like a a core group that seems to rotate positions. Yeah, um, which is just not what you get from most of these <laughs> at all. But hey. Look, on the bright side, the director of the next movie we're going to watch is the same as the director of Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Well, supposedly Tremors 4 is one of the better ones. Uh, I was really... I was surprised by how good Tremors 2 is. So, so Monday, you watch Tremors. Tuesday, I'm home from work, you're home from work. Hey, babe, I'm going to put on... I'm sick, also. I had a real nasty cold this week. Uh, like I say, you might hear my voice is a little hoarse. Um, I'm still like kind of bouncing back from it. I'm sick. You take advantage of my depleted and weak state, and you're like, hey, babe, I'm putting on Tremors too. And I'm like, no, no don't. It sounds terrible. You didn't say that. <laughs> he said, fuck me up. Um, you will notice the big chunk uh, here that is like, it jumps from 2004 to 2015, and a completely different creative yes. staff on every yes. position. Um, <laughs> so we, we put on Tremors 2. I was surprised by how good that movie was. I, I was... It's not, you it's know... It's a three-star movie, but you were still surprised at how good it was. Yeah, it's not like a classic, but I thought it was going to be fucking... Mis I thought it was going to be Tremors 3, and it's actually like a fun movie, you know? Yeah. So I then, haven't decided whether it's a two or a one star film. Um, Tremors three. Yeah. So then on Wednesday you put on Tremors three, and we could talk more about Tremors two in a moment. But Tremors three you put on on Wednesday. I was even more sick. I was fucking miserable. Um, and, and Tremors three did not help. Tremors three is fucking abysmal. Um, I think I gave it two stars because I. There were a couple jokes I liked or something, but it's bad. It's real bad. Um, and it's kind of funny because, like, I was thinking about it. It's funny that they don't have the budget to bury a car. Yeah. In the later movie, so that so the graboids just stop being able to eat cars. Yeah. Um, unless. In the the Don Michael Paul films here, this trilogy here, <laughs> they suddenly get a big budget. I don't know who this director is, but... Uh, well, he directed Jarhead 2, Sniper Legacy, Kindergarten Cop 2, Sniper Ghost Shooter, oh boy. Death Race Beyond Anarchy, The Scorpion King, Book Ooh. of Souls. Now, Scorpion King, Book of Souls, which... What number of Scorpion King movies do you I'm going to guess four. I'm going to guess five. It is the... Fifth installment fifth. of the Scorpion King series. It is the final installment of the original series and a sequel to Scorpion King 4, Quest for Power. I want to watch those next. 
Um, Just because they seem like dog shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because like on paper, right? Tremors 2 and 3 kind of have the same plot a little bit. You know? Mm-hmm. Of just guys who... It's just guys being dudes killing worms. You know? We gotta kill some worms, so we gotta call the guys from the last movie to kill a worm. Exactly. Exactly. But with increasingly fewer guys from the last <laughs> movie showing up. But on paper, there's not anything like that different between Tremors 2 and 3. Tremors 2 has a lot of... Yeah, I'm not Kevin Bacon. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's it's all in the execution that just makes Tremors 3 fucking miserable. Because... There's also the bad CG in Tremors 3. Because it's 2001. Yeah, there's some... There's a little bit of bad CG here and there in in Tremors 2. Because it's 1996. But it's it's like... It's different. It's, it's it looks like Jurassic Park a little bit, not as good. It looks like cheap Jurassic Park, and it also, it's like I'm gonna say like they're not like they have the puppets, yeah, and they're not ambitious with what they use it for. They use it for shots, not scenes. Yeah, it's like seventy percent practical, thirty percent CG. But when they have like the cheerleader pyramid of shriekers climbing on each other that's cg but it's only on screen for like half a second yeah and it's and it's for for stuff that's trickier to do you know yeah. like stuff that just wouldn't have been possible with anytime the it's in the frame with a person it's usually a puppet yeah um so i i just found it i found it very charming i found the other thing is that like so tremors 2 stars Earl, I'm going to refer to them by their characters' names, because I'm not... <laughs> Earl Bassett, I think. Is Earl Bassett. Um, featuring a, a much lo- much more long and luscious hair than he has in the first movie. Yeah, because he's older now. Time's passed. It's, it's, very, it's funny. So, Tremors 2, at the start of it, the Mexican government comes to Earl, and they're like, hey, we've got all these graboids. Uh, we, we know that in the first movie, you killed a bunch of the graboids... And became famous for him. And became became famous. He's in People magazine. Um, he's in Time. Um, they make a little arcade machine out of the uh, the Graboids thing. So uh, the Mexican government comes to him and is like, "Hey, do you want to kill some Graboids for us? We'll give you fifty thousand dollars pop, hundred thousand if you can take one in alive." Um, and he's like, "Well, why don't you ask Kevin Bacon?" And they're like, "We asked Kevin Bacon. He said he's too busy being married and not in this film." Yeah. So Earl teams up with a new guy, Grady, who then in every single scene, whether it's a whether he's meeting a character from the last movie or a new character, is like, "Hi, I'm not Kevin Bacon," and everybody's like, "You couldn't get Kevin Bacon back?" Everyone's like, "Is it the new guy?" Yeah. Which is funny because in the first Tremors, there is a scene at the start. They it starts off with them waking up in the out in the field with the cows mm-hmm. in their truck mm-hmm. together, um, arguing over who's going to cook breakfast. Mm-hmm. They do a rock paper scissors bit. They eventually like put up a fence or whatever. So they're handymen around perfection, Nirvana, 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 yeah, Nirvana, Nirvana. Hello. <laughs> uh, and then they're like driving back into town, and they see somebody, and they're like, "Oh, is that the new grad student?" Because mm-hmm. there's a geologist mm-hmm. who's like. So there's, like, college students that come in and out to do, like, studies in this area about the rocks and shit. So I... Technically, all of these movies start with the phrase, 
is that the new guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) um in a way but in the second one it's because kevin bacon's gone and then in the third one the the mexican uh news guy asks is that the new guy but it's about gummer yeah, yeah. And it's just a reference. It doesn't, like, actually make that much sense. No, because Gummer's been in all these so yeah. far. We'll, we'll get to Gummer in a minute. But I just I just want to quickly... Bert? Bert Gummer. Bert Gummer? Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that this thing started technically in the first movie, where it made the most sense. Are even McIntyre's in Tremors 1? Shit. Yeah, that's, um... Well, damn! Now I gotta watch Reba. Or now I well, yeah, I gotta watch Reba, but I should watch Tremors. Well, I mean, I don't know who this person is. So she is a very famous country singer. Uh, way Heather more, Gummer, Bert's wife. Way more famous in. She's um, in that clip you just saw with the guns. Oh, I guess that was her. I was wondering how I knew her face. Uh, well, we will once again. We'll get to the Gummers in a moment. This is an important um, little note. Um. So, so in Tremors 2, we have um, the Mexican government. They're like, we'll give you anything you need. Yeah, and so it's it's Earl and this kid, Grady, who's like kind of a motor mouth. Um, He's an MTV as personified as in a human being. Yeah, absolutely. Paired against like Earl is kind of like a like a Ron Swanson type, you know, a little bit. Not as much as, like, Bert is a Ron Swanson type, but they're different. Like, like Earl is, like, kind of crotchety, kind of like, we're going to do this my way, and, um, you know, we're not going to take any risks. You, and... young, you young snot-nosed kid, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in the first movie, he's older than Kevin Bacon, but not appreciably. Yeah, he's... He's, he's also, like... The, the stick in the mud dour like business type one to Kevin Bacon's like laissez faire kind of dopey guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, we plan ahead. That means we don't do nothing now. Earl explained it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, I just find the two of them so charming that it kind of it kind of makes the rest of the movie work. Now you imagine know? if that was Kevin Bacon. Instead yeah, of, it sounds of... <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um and then into that dynamic, maybe a a third of the way into the movie, you introduce Bert, who was there in the first movie. He's he's a standout character from the first movie, fan favorite. Yep. Um and they they call him up and he's like, "Yeah, Heather divorced me," which well, now no, he doesn't say that. He's sitting there watching TV, you know, in his in his like tank top covered in like chip dust or whatever watching some military documentary saying oh yeah you just uh it's good you caught me at home i'm, I'm pretty big i got a lot of projects uh no she's still visiting her sister now um reba um i'm gonna try and bert's wife in the first film yes uh because it's so plain all every time someone mentions kevin bacon it's just like very like playfully with the meta text of like yeah we're not getting Kevin Bacon back. Um, and now I realize um, Reba had a sitcom at some point, but I'll be goddamned if I can ran from two thousand one to two thousand seven. So uh, her sitcom had not started by the time Tremors two came as comes out, but in nineteen ninety six she is as famous as a country music star can get. 
you know, like she is Shania Twain famous in 1996. I barely know who Shania Twain is. And if I didn't play D&D, I wouldn't. Whose bed have your boots been under? You know that song? Okay. You think I you think I know that song? I you have parents who listen to, to talk radio and nothing else. Okay. Shania Twain is very famous. <laughs> My stepdad would listen to Weird Al Yankovic or Fair. Uh, Fair. Crazy Train. Fair. Ozzy Osbourne. No, Crazy Train, the song. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't listen to Ozzy. He listened to Crazy Train. <laughs> it's a good song. What can I say? Anyway. No, I'm sorry. It's the other one about being crazy. It just might be a lunatic you're looking for. Oh. The other crazy song. Fuck, I can't think of the... I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. I can't think of the artist. Um, but it is very funny now, knowing that Reba plays um, uh, Heather in the first movie, how much the, yeah, she divorced me scene in Tremors 2 is like, we couldn't get We couldn't get Billy Joel, you may be right. Oh, okay. I but like both of we... those, actually. Um, um, but, um, anyway, Bert comes back. Bert comes back in Tremors 2 with a big truck, big truck filled with guns, MRE, and dynamite. Um, not dynamite, TNT, C4, dynamite. Yeah, he has C4, he has bigger guns. Yeah, he has like you. They let you have anything you wanted, and you took sticks of dynamite? Yeah. And so, when we say big truck, we don't mean a commercially available pickup truck. We mean he got from the Mexican government, like, a military truck. It looks more like a bus. Yeah. Than a truck. Yeah. It's like the length of a, of a large truck, but the size and, like, the width and height of a bus. And and Bert really works in this context of okay we've established the core duo and now here's the crazy guns guy who's gonna come in have some jokes um sort of he's he's being real competitive we haven't really mentioned his core character traits his core character traits prepper he's he's the pre nine eleven vision of yes ambiguously right wing. But, like, you don't know if that means Republican or Libertarian because he doesn't actually talk about current events. Yeah. But he talks about personal autonomy, freedom from surveillance, yes. living off the grid kind of thing. This is pre-internet also. So, he like, he has a phone and everything. Yeah. But it's like, um, he has all these guns. Canonically, he met his wife at a convention... Where, like, he walks out of a gun show, and she's in the parking lot burning her bra. Mm-hmm. And then they meet, and, and like, that's how they met and have huh. their relationship. Huh. If I remember right, I read that on the Tremors wiki. Okay. Um, so he he's all about, like, military history, military tactics, uh, buying military surplus, being, like, prepared, having a bunker with, like preserved foods mres canned stuff that'll last like five years of food like that specific yeah. character type that means something different if the movie is made 20 years later yes yes and 
there's a very direct line, you know, like Bert does not change in those 20 years. It's the, the cultural context of what that is changes. I mean, Bert might change. We haven't seen the new I guess modern movies. I, I where guess he has haven't. like very modern look Call of Duty ass gun on the yeah. cover. Um so so um and 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 the other thing is that like they'll get into they get into like a sticky situation pretty shortly after he's introduced and he's talking about I wasn't properly briefed and we need to do more scouting he's before we engage the enemy. Player. Yes. Yes. But um in the first movie, he's building pipe bombs. Yeah. Like, he's... They're like, how'd you make this? And he's like, a couple of household chemicals in the right uh, uh, proportions. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he just knows how to make bombs. He knows he, how to, like, do all this shit. He can hotwire a car. So, yeah. like, politically, this is, like, a really sinister character, I think. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think in Tremors 2... In this sort of secondary role, he is charming enough that I can, like, turn off that part of my brain that's like, oh, this this guy has, like, ruined the... <laughs> this guy has ruined the last 20 years of, like, American politics, um, and I can just sort of enjoy him being silly on the screen. I have no idea if the more modern movies are going to have him say shit about, like, snowflakes or whatever. The, I mean, It wouldn't be a stretch, but I don't know, like, I, nobody's ever, like, complained about the... Like, Nobody's the soul ever... of the modern <laughs> Tremor film. Nobody's ever watched Tremor 7. We are going to be yeah, the first people... they have. It came out, like, two years ago. We're, we're going to be the first people to watch Tremor 7. That's not true, because that review on the Xbox store for Tremor's Shrieker Island said that they cried at the end of that movie. Oh, right. Because <laughs> um, it was a beautiful ending. Um, But, yeah, I just... Once Tremors 2... Gets rolling, it's, you know, a creature feature. They introduce, you know, a new type of uh, graboid called the Shrieker that's, like, on four legs. and Huh? A new type? <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's... It looks like... Um... It's got heat vision, so they have to, like, fight it differently from how they fought the, the graboids, which only can hear things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's got, like, a weird mandible like the graboids do. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Got the same... F- Triple jaw. Yeah. Uh, it's got two legs, and it looks kind of like... Um... It's got four legs. No, it doesn't. It has two legs. Okay. Because they go... Okay. I'm trying to think of what it looks like. It kind of looks like something... I feel like there's like a little critter in Star Wars that it reminds me of. Mm. Little guys with two feet in the swamps that go... I can't think of who you're talking about. Um, but yeah, all of this, I think, goes really fucking sour in Tremors 3. Because Tremors 3, Earl's not coming back. This um, guy. Oh, yeah, the Shriekers do kind of look like this guy. Now, can you get me, can you look at that, any of these action figure packs and, like, tell me a name of this guy? I believe it might be called a Nuna. Yeah. M-U-N-A, also known as Swamp Turkeys. Yeah. That's kind of what the Shriekers are. Or swamp turkeys. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It's these guys, they walk around on the two legs and they have a head that pokes forward. And... But yeah, so Tremors 3, Earl's gone. Bert is the main guy now. Um, and he's running around the movie complaining about, these federales uh, are making me, are trying to eminent domain me out of my home. And I'm, I'm going to... the EPA? 
because or the EPA and they the... want to like protect graboids, and they're trying to buy up all of Perfection Nirvana again. <laughs> I, I don't know where this is coming from. Nobody says this. <laughs> Perfection Nevada. Um, they want to buy up the town. One guy wants to buy up everything and build condos, uh-huh. and that, but he can't do that because of the graboids. Because graboids are protected species because they're yeah. they're Precambrian. And uh, the these feds they they're trying to protect the species, but they don't understand. Like we gotta, you gotta let us hunt, you know. And we don't, we don't want no damn hunting licenses. We just want to hunt, you know. Um, and and they're, they're gonna run they're us not... out of our homes because in the first movie, he tells everyone, "You better watch out, eminent domain. Yeah, they're gonna take our shit." Yep. And then that comes to pass in Tremors 3. Then he leaves one one graboid, El Blanco, alive so that they can't build any condos in perfection. Oh. But it's weird because it's like he has a friendship with the graboid now. Yeah, he's just buddies with this one graboid specifically. Um, and he just drives away from the graboid, leaving it to terrorize this guy. And the graboid doesn't chase his car. It's also weird because, like, so Tremors 2 has its share of anti-Mexican racism. I'm not absolving that. Mm-hmm. That is there. Tremors 3, like, turns the notch way up for reasons that are unclear to me. Uh, n- not reasons that are unclear to me. I know politically why there's so much anti-Mexican racism in Tremors 3. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like... The Tremors 2 is just a movie that takes place in Mexico yeah. without any deeply written Mexican characters. Yes. And all the Mexican characters die because most of them are just the guys who work at this place that they're trying to, like, fight the graboids at. But then, but then Tremors 3, a movie that does not take... that takes place in land that was stolen from historical Mexico, but does not take place in present-day Mexico... Um, um, I just realized I got Nevada and Nebraska confused this whole time. Anyway, Tremors 3 um, goes from there are some Mexican characters, they all die, to now all the Mexican characters have racist accents and like um, we we portray a bunch of de- oh, one, bad racial oh, stereotypes. Yeah, there's like one... There's like the newscasters at the beginning in the like opening, but then it's just like the one guy. Yeah. He's like... He does kind of... And there's... It, it does kind of sound like he's playing up it's like a goofy accent. Yeah, and, and it goes from... In Tremors 2, there's just Mexican people there because it's in Mexico, and they're they're not really like... They're like some light stereotyping to Tremors 3. Now we're heavily stereotyping. We're um, heavily doing a racist accent. Um, and that character still has to die. All the white the white people and the one Asian person. Um, who There's a bunch of anti-Asian racism. There's the, there's that, that Asian person is only in the movie because our boy from Prince of Darkness was in the first movie. Yeah. If they hadn't cast that guy in the first movie, that character... Either wouldn't exist or just would be a white woman. Yes, yes. So th- this, in the first movie, 
Because she's I take his, it, like, grandchild, I think. I take it that, there, that this character from the first movie, there's a lot of, like, anti-Asian racism against him in that first movie? No, uh, not really. Okay. They don't play that aspect of him up at all. But in the in the in the third movie, they they play her pretty like all of his bits even... are about being the guy who owns the store, and so he's like when they they one of those mouth tentacles they kill, they rip that one off by accident and think that's the worm, yeah. and so he's like I'll give you twenty bucks for that thing, and then he sets it up in his shop with like photos with the worm monster three dollars, and so he's like running a scam on them because he's like okay. He's like making more money, and uh, but 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 that's, that's like not really related to. But there's like hardly there's there's all this like anti Mexican racism in Tremors three, but then the Asian character is just there, you know. Like there's no there's no stereotype. There's no like she is allowed to be like she has like a life before and after the movie that she like talks about like, Oh yeah, I went to LA and got my degree. And then I came back home to perfection Nevada. Cause I wanted to build a life for myself. And like, she is just a fully realized character in that movie, <laughs> which is, you know, who else odd, is in these movies? I guess I, I, I'm not complaining. I, she was probably the best part of Tremors three. How did you feel about Jurassic Park? Um, I love Jurassic Park. No, the girl. His name I don't remember. Oh, right, right, right. The, the kid from Jurassic Park... Is also a kid in Tremors 1. Yeah, she's younger. That's like three years before. Yeah. Uh, and she's the pogo stick girl in the trailers. Yeah. And she's back in the third movie as blonde college... What? Gap year student. Yeah. What? What? Bert no, Gummer. What... She, yeah, she had to drop out of college because they couldn't afford it. And part of the subplots of Tremors three is that monetizing the the graboids and the, and the ass blasters so that she can go back to college. She she is stereotyped as a as a person that Bert Gummer would would refer to as a co-ed. You know. I don't know what you mean. So. <sighs> Okay, so back in the day, men and women attended different colleges, and gradually, you know, like, two, the two genders, quote-unquote, were integrated in a lot of schools, and creepy old men have a way of referring to attractive young women who go to college as co-eds, and they're definitely, like, creeping on them. Hmm. Um, and That's she's not like, here. The the idea of like older protagonist who's like divorced getting with a younger, hotter woman. I was is so not scared. in this movie, but I I honestly don't even know if it's in the later movies because all of the the posters for those new movies are him with some guy. Yeah, he's like got a younger uh, sidekick. I don't even know if these movies take that road of like, you know, oh, but. Vin Diesel does this a lot, I feel like. Yes. Where he's like, shows up and he's just kind of a cool guy. And then this hot young lady comes up and like, oh, hey. Yeah, totally. You know, the, the, um, Tremors 3 does this too. Cause it also, it introduces, it tries to re recreate like the charm of Grady in, um, Tremors 2 with new guy in Tremors 3, whose name I can't fucking remember at all. I don't all. even know who you're talking about. Tremors 3. Um, back to perfection. Uh, this is gonna give me the cast. Jack. Oh, the cowboy. Yeah. So, so Grady in Tremors two, kind of motormouth MTV guy, 
Jack in Tremors. Philosophical Cowboy. Yeah, Jack in Tremors 3. He's like, he's got two character traits. So one... Time is the eternal river. I suggest we don't swim upstream. We're we're introduced to him in the the first scene. uh, We're introduced to him kind of gives us both those character traits. Is that one, he's taking people out in his truck to do um, like graboid sightings. Graboid safari. Yeah, and secretly he's got his deadbeat buddy like sitting over the crest of the hill and that buddy's going to like blow a fire extinguisher to blow up a bunch of dust and everybody be like, oh, look, there's a graboid. Oh, I'm going to drive back to town. Um, and then he like, oh, we're staring it on this rock. Well, I do have this cooler full of beers. Who wants one? $3 a piece. So he's a scammer and he's also like, um, a lady asks him like, well, how long are we going to have to wait for this graboid? And he says, time is the eternal river. I suggest we best not swim upstream. And then like, you know, later on, he's hitting on, um, what's her name? Susan, um, the, the Asian woman that we talked no, about earlier. Jody. No. Oh, yes. Susan is the actress's name. Jody is the character's name. Um, uh, jo- he's hitting on Jody, and she runs the convenience store. She'd gone to LA to get her MBA, and she, you know, is very uptight. She, like, keeps accounts of everything, and he's like, you know, baby, let's just get into like the Zen. Like, let's just, you know, let the let let the universe wash over us. Whatever will be, will be. The universe provides. Yeah, the universe provides. He, and, and but it, also, he's saying this while he's taking shit from her store and putting it on a tab that he doesn't have. Yeah, and wearing a ten gallon hat. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Pardon. They have a, they have a cute little dynamic. Yeah, it's fine. They're kind of cute together, and um, it's it sucks because they have chemistry, but I think so much of this movie needs him to be as charming as Grady was in Tremors Two, and I just don't think he is. I I I think this is like a a fun like two character traits for him to have, but I don't think the actor is like charismatic in any way. I think he's only charismatic when he's talking to her. Um. Tremors 3 Back to Perfection holds an approval rating of 80% on Rotten Tomatoes Why? based on five reviews. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to go be the sixth. I'm going to get that MF down to whatever four out of six is. 67%. <laughs> 66. I'm going to run to the restroom real quick. Okay. How long have we been recording? Uh, an hour. An hour. You want to just call it? I'm going to run to the restroom and then we'll do plugs. How's that sound? I'm back. I have a lemon drop to help with my sore throat. I have my doubts about how helpful it's going to be before the end of the show, but we'll see what we can do. Um, You want to do plugs? Sure. I was hoping you would go first so that I could suck on this lemon drop a little bit. (laughs) Damn. Uh, You... Is this export or is this... This is export. Okay. Who knows these days? You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. For now, you can find me on co-host at Ashworm. Ash like the name, worm like the creature, but not the little creature, the big creature. That's A-S-H-E. Yeah. I just know people who spell A-S-H. I guess so. Ash like the protagonist of Final Fantasy XII, worm like how Tolkien writes dragon. <laughs> Uh, or cyanotype. 
NoraBlake.online still has stuff on it. It's kind of outdated and got some cringy stuff on there, but it's a website. <laughs> uh, I'm on other podcasts sometimes. Yeah. You should go to expertodd.io, give us $5, and listen to Pop Down Funk, where we um, roll a random Funko Pop and then watch whatever movie it is. Yeah, we just did Toy Story 4, and I think after this we're going to do Spickle Me 3, and probably... Both these podcasts will go up on the same day, so you will probably know by listening to Pop Town whatever the next Pop Town after Despicable Me 3 is. So It's probably a sci-fi thing, though. Hopefully. That's what I'm guessing. You can find me on Twitter at Autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at Autumnal. You can go to exportodd.io for the Patreon page. You want to just explain that a little bit. Um, if you go to at Autumnal on co-host. I did, and I'm going to try and continue doing, a um, weekly roundup post of all things export today. So um, I plugged this week's Gotham, this week's Stairwells, this week's Puton, this week's Hot Singles, um, and my latest, co- my latest podcast, Coffee and Comic Books. So if you just go to... If you go to that co-host page, you will find... Links to Patreon posts, free feeds of shows, social media if you want to follow Alexis, or Buchanan, or Nia, or... Which I guess you can do. Um, I also plugged <laughs> a little bit of abnormal mapping stuff. Like, I'm going to try and start doing these weekly roundup posts as like, hey, here is everything. Here's where you can find everyone. And, um, you know... It's very convenient to to share that with your friends. If you have some friends who you are like, oh, so-and-so really likes Twin Peaks. Or Tremors. Or Tremors. I'm going to send them this week's Export Audio Roundup post and uh, maybe get them interested in whatever show I think they're interested in and they'll be able to look at other stuff. So be sure to send that around to any of your friends. Hack other people's computers and make them only able to listen to our podcasts. Yeah. Hack other people's accounts and re-retweet. I also I also shared that co-host thing on Twitter, so you can go to Twitter at a tumble underscore coffee and find that tweet. I might pin that tweet for the week. Um, Where will people never be able to find us? Uh, not on fucking Mastodon. That's fucking right. This is this is my personal promise. Um, I made an account in twenty either late twenty sixteen or early twenty seventeen. I, I might have made an account to camp on autumnal underscore coffee, but I, I kind of doubt it. I I, have, I am suspicious of Mastodon as a concept. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like... Um, you don't want moderators being able to read your DMs? Yeah, I do not like the design ethos of, um, the, of uh, Mastodon, period. End of sentence. I do, I do not... I think that is a bad way to design social media... <laughs> Um, I'm sorry if I'm hurting anybody's feelings right now, but <laughs> it's just a website. It's just a website. I just I I am distrustful. Um, I think co-host is a good business model, and you know if Twitter's gonna die, I want to throw in with co-host. If Twitter's not gonna die, I kind of want to throw in with co-host. So I kind of just you know I feel like they they've been pretty transparent about what they're doing over there, and I think that like kind of hits the ethos of what I think the internet could and should be. Um. There are whole, like, influencer types who never once tweeted 
but still have huge followings through like Instagram and shit. Yeah. So if everyone does go to Mastodon, we don't have to. Yeah, totally. And we won't. And we won't. That's the other thing is, I talked a little bit a little bit about this on stairwells this week. I think it might just be good for my brain to not look at Twitter anymore if when Twitter dies. Like, I think Twitter has monopolized the way that I, like, interface with the internet. And, like, weird decentralized Twitter does not seem like it's going to, like, radically change the... Or, or not radically is a stronger term, but... Decentralized Twitter does not feel like it's going to change... Um, the way that I interface with the internet and the way that, like, co-host already, like, has. You know? <laughs> co-host is Now, we more... might move to Tumblr. That's always an option. Yeah. I have no... I have no qualms about Tumblr. I guess. I had qualms about Tumblr, but no longer. They haven't, just, they haven't fixed that. But... I just kind of don't want to go back. It just feels regressive. I just don't know how to use it. But... Um, not regressive as in... Regressive for me personally, not regressive as in, oh, everybody going back to the Tumblr is... In the linear progression of your the way that your life has moved. Yeah, it just feels like I'm returning to a teenage self that I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's us. Tremors. Tremors. Graboids. Graboids. They get you. They sure do. Um... Keep it flamey, Hotman. The fuck you just say to me? <laughs> now, time was that we used to do a Legend of Korra podcast in this very feed, uh-huh. and we would sign off by seeing "Keep Keep It Flamey." Is that so? It is. Release Project Hammer. You can't touch this. <laughs> you can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. My, 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 can't my music this. hits me so hard. Makes me say, oh my lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I to rhyme and do hype? It feels good when you know you're down. A super dope homeboy from the Oak Town, and I'm known as such. And this is a beat uh, you can't touch. I told you, homeboy, you can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we living, and you know you can't touch this. Look in my eyes, man. You can't touch this. Yo, let me bust the funky lyrics. Can't touch this. Fresh new kicks and bands. You got it like that. Now you know you want to dance. So move out of your seat and get a five girl and catch this beat while it's rolling. Hold on. Pump a little bit and let the noise go on. Like that. Like that. Hold on a minute. Just don't on back. Let them know that you're too much. And this is a beat uh, they can't touch. Yo, I told you. You can't touch this. Why you standing there, man? You can't touch this. Yo, sound the bell. School is in, sucker. You can't touch this. Give me a song or rhythm, making them sweat. That's what I'm giving them now. They know. You talk about the hammer, you're talking about a show that's hyped and tight. Singles are sweating so fast, I'm a white or a tape. To learn what it's gonna take in the 90s, to burn the charts. Legit. Either work hard or you might as well quit. That's word, because you know you can't touch this. Can't touch this. Break it down. Stop. Hammer time.
Thank you. 